Hope everybody's enjoying their long weekend, but also remember why we have this long weekend. Just to remember those who served and sacrificed for this country. And with that, we are going to get into the ADP today. First, got to hit that music, Doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and for new listeners, R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3, and Dennis M. Roy over on Facebook. You can hit me up on Messenger, DM me to get the ADP charts, to get the depth charts, all that good stuff. Strength of schedule, which I just sent out uh, brand new copies because I found... Um, spelling errors based on how I was trying to do the formula, so it kind of screwed up some of the wording. Uh, nothing was wrong with the formulas. Everything's intact there mathematically and all and whatnot, so um, that was good, but it was just some shit that was really annoying, like you don't spell time, T-H-M-E. We all know it's spelled T-I-M-E, so it is what it is. Uh, we are going to get into the ADP. Uh, news notes and nuggets, not much going on, except if you haven't heard, uh, cornerback Jeff Gladney of the Arizona Cardinals has, uh, uh, passed away today at the age of 25, got into a car accident in Dallas. I uh, didn't really get into too much of the details on that, but, uh, really kind of sucks. He, um, was found non- not guilty. Of, I believe it was sexual assault. I'm going to check that out. Sexual assault, domestic assault charges. Oh, goodness. Ooh, I don't need that. Um, so I was really kind of hoping that he was, uh, it was domestic violence. Um, was really hoping that he was going to be able to kind of land on his feet. He was drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, uh, as a first round pick. And then he had the, uh, the uh, legal issues and stuff, and, and the Cardinals, after everything was all said and done, picked him up and signed him. So I was kind of hoping to see what he was going to look like in that secondary, but it was not meant to be. So that sucks. Um, shit happens. We have to move on, unfortunately. Um, not to make light of it, of course, but uh, we're going to get into our ADP tracking. We now have four weeks of data here. So we're going to go, we're going to just, we're just going to go position by position and just see if there's anything in there. See if we got any trends, anything that I like, don't like, um, as far as the ADP, you know, <clears throat> what QB ranking they are, you know, QB one, QB two, uh, so on and so forth. So we'll kind of take this, we'll kind of take this, uh, each of the 10, basically 10, you know, QB1 through, well, we'll go QB1 through 12. We'll take the uh, uh, QB1s and then go to kind of the QB2, the current QB2. So that's how we're going to do this one. 
So let's go ahead and start. Let's uh, let's get into these QB ones. Uh, you know, the usual suspects are all up here at the top, right? So you got Josh Allen at number one. Patrick Mahomes is now uh, the number two after a couple of weeks. It was uh, Justin Herbert for a couple of weeks, and then it flipped to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Herbert falls to three. Joe Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady. Jalen Hurts, Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson, who actually dropped two spots from QB9 to QB11, which was kind of odd. Um, and then Derek Carr actually snuck into the top 12. So that's a little that's a little mischievous. He came up from QB15 up to QB12. So that's really kind of one of the ones that I really kind of want to take a look at here now because Derek Carr is getting a lot of love now because... Everybody's kind of realizing with uh, Devontae Adams there now in Vegas that, you know, he's, you know, top-notch, you know, past target. They were teammates in college uh, at Fresno State. So a lot of people are hopping on there with Hunter Renfro and uh, um, uh, Darren Waller and stuff there. So a lot of past targets. Um, It's something we kind of want to monitor. Now he is coming in at... Uh, pick number 93 so it's not really that out of hand as far as you know his rise but i kind of want to keep an eye on that um see where he's kind of going because i mean if he's come if he starts really kind of coming up getting up towards like the tom brady and dak prescott is going to be somebody that i'm not going to really take a look at um i did like him at qb 15 taking late especially in super flex um but with him rising, it's just something that we just really have to kind of keep an eye on. Um, I do not, I do not have a problem with the top four now. Number five with Kyler Murray, uh, pick fifty-eight overall. Uh, it's not really kind of one of my favorites there. There's no DeAndre Hopkins for six games, and I know everybody's you know tooting the horn of Marquise Brown, but we've seen what kind of Marquise Brown can be. Um, with Lamar Jackson and yeah I I like the player overall but we do know he has a tendency to drop the football uh, he's not all that great with his hands and then you kind of couple that with AJ you know aging AJ Green and then Rondale Moore eh, it's not all that much fun and a lot of people are still really kind of considering Kyler Murray a running quarterback and he's really kind of come down um, the last couple of years, you know, late, uh, in 2020, uh, he had the injury. And then of course he got injured last year and he wasn't running nearly as much. So Kyler Murray, I'm really just going to kind of avoid, especially if he's up in five. Now, if he fell back to where like say Jalen Hurts was at like QB nine. Yeah, I could take a look at that, but you're also talking about 20, t- you're talking about 20 picks back. So almost a full two rounds back there. Um, I'd be more interested in Lamar Jackson at QB six at 59. They're going to be really heavily relying on him, um, in that running game, uh, to kind of get it going. We know, you know, Mark Andrews is there, but there's not really that much, um, in terms of the wide receivers, uh, talent there. So the thing of it is with Lamar Jackson, we do know he runs, <laughs> he runs consistently, so as long as he can stay on the field at QB6 at pick 59 overall, I'm completely fine with it. 
my sweet spot, and I did do this one in a Dynasty draft, or, uh, yeah, Dynasty Superflex. I did take Dak Prescott. Now, of course, Superflex, I took him uh, relatively early. Uh, but at QB7, at pick 70 overall, I think that's a really good spot for Dak. I just really do, Okay. So somewhere in the sixth round, that's fine. He's one spot. Actually, was taking one pick ahead of Tom Brady. Uh, you know, we take from the NFSC. Um, so these are some of the, you know, better drafters within uh, the fantasy community. So Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, they're kind of, you know, matched up right in there. Uh, then you have Jalen Hurts, which I'm fine at, at QB9. Um Pick 78 overall, so another seven picks back behind Brady with Matt Stafford kind of riding right on there. It's really kind of funny because it is kind of, there is pockets in here, you know, with the quarterbacks. And they're small pockets, you know, it's not like, you know, a running back pocket where you have like five or six guys taken uh, together. These ones are like two to three. So like right now within the QB ones, you got Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. They're within a couple picks of each other. Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson right next to each other. Dak Prescott and Tom Brady right next to each other. Uh, Hurt, Stafford, and Wilson are all within each other from pick 78 to 81. Um, I'll take Russell Wilson at QB 11 at pick 81. That fell from QB 9, pick 75, and that was consistent for a couple of weeks here. Like I said... Then you got the rise of Derek Carr. That's something we're going to watch. At QB 12, I'm still okay with it, um, but it is something that you're going to want to monitor. If he gets up there way too high, then I think it's just really kind of people feeding off of one another and just pumping a guy up. We've seen this time and time again, year after year. Uh, that's something that we kind of are trying to avoid um, in our drafts for seasonal and just not, you know, not fall into the social norm of uh, of everybody out there. So here's your QB2s. So this is QBs 13 through 24. Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Trey Lance, Kirk Cousins, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Jameis Winston, Matt Ryan, Zach Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, and Daniel Jones. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I mean... I we totally get why he is sitting back here. He was QB twelve for the last three weeks. Even you know right you know we did we started taking this data right after the draft. Um, fell to a QB two at thirteen, pick ninety six. I'm okay with it. I'd still trust Aaron Rodgers, even though we don't have basically you know that go to guy with Adams off to Vegas. So <clears throat> basically with Rodgers. This is kind of falls into one of those things. So if you still believe in the offense, that you, but you can't find a singular target, right? So there's no Adams, but you got Lazard, you got Chris, you know, Christian Watson there, Randall Cobb, uh, Robert Tunyon, and all that. Instead of going after one of those guys, if you're going to get your quarterback that's fallen way back, like Rodgers has at pick 96, at QB 13, then why not just take Rodgers if you know he's going to perform, right? You're going to get at least uh, 30 passing touchdowns out of Aaron Rodgers. Um, and you could probably even throw a couple of rushing touchdowns in there. So Aaron Rodgers at pick at QB 13, I'm perfectly fine with it. Deshaun Watson at QB 14, 
We still have some reservations. We don't know anything about the suspension quite yet. Thought we were going to probably get that last week. It did not happen. Um, so QB1497, that's still kind of, you know, you're teetering right there, right? Because you don't know how long that suspension is going to be. Taking this long, it's quite possible we get a half season uh, for a suspension on him. So it is a risk. We do like Watson's talent. Don't get me wrong on that. Um, I do think he's going to fit very well in Cleveland with that running offense. Um, and he, and Watson's going to help everybody. Watson's going to help Chubb out in the, in the running game, uh, Kareem Hunt, you know, in the passing game. So Deshaun Watson, uh, probably staying away from him unless it's in best ball. But even in best ball, I think it's, it's kind of a risk unless you see a steep drop to where he's falling in, like, say, the double-digit rounds, then maybe I'd say, all right, all right, maybe I'll take a shot on Watson and just see what happens. At QB 15, Trey Lance, I don't trust it <clears throat> at all. Um, I <laughs> Jimmy G still being there, and I know they weren't able to trade him, but Jimmy G still being there, he let him. He led them to the NFC Championship game against the Rams. So Trey Lance was very shaky last year. Yeah, you can say he's had the offseason, but he, you know, some of the early reports were that he was still kind of shaky in the in those you know practices this offseason. So Trey Lance, he's just going to be a guy that I'm going to skip. I don't give a shit. Um, I know he's got the running ability. But he's just not a, he's just not a guy that I really give a shit about. I said I had some worries about him in last year's draft. Now San Francisco, you know, went up and they took him at number three. He's going to see the field at some point, but at what risk to the to the Niners team and to their chances of making the playoffs, let alone a Super Bowl? So Trey Lance. I'd probably skip. I'd probably go to Kirk Cousins at QB 16, uh, pick 112 overall. That seems to be about right in there. Uh, let's see, who else we got in here? We got Tua. So we got Tua at QB 17. I'm Tua kind of falls in the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers. I don't quite know. You know, I'll... Tyreek Hill should be the the main guy, correct? Um. <clears throat> But I, I've just always had kind of had questions about Tua. Now, if Tua's going to get it done, this is going to be the year. It's going to be a pass or fail. QB 17, pick 125. In a super flex, sure. Um, I just have some of the reservations on there. I, he's held up. You know, that hip is held up. To the punishment, they have done uh, some work on that offensive line. They've gotten in better weapons. So, I mean, there really are some worse options that you could have for your second QB. Um, so I, I'd i be all right with Tua there. I, I'd, I'd want him to fall a little bit farther, but kind of is what it is. Justin Fields at QB 18. Pick 126. I still don't trust. I don't. I don't trust it. I just don't trust it with this Bears offense. Brand new, you know, coaching staff coming in there. It should be a really run-heavy offense. Now, Justin Fields could be a steal, though, too, working basically with nothing. I mean, really, 
you got to look at it that he only had really Darnell Mooney as far as a passing target uh, for the wide receivers. Uh, had Cole Komet that he, you know, he had found in there. So if you're now, if you're telling me, would I take Kyler Murray as a QB one or take Justin Fields as my second QB? I'd probably tell you I'd take Justin Fields as the second quarterback. I just think Justin Fields has more of that rushing ability. Now they didn't do that much with the offensive line. We've kind of joked about it that they, you know, waited till later in the draft to address it. So that line's going to be a sieve, but Bears offense. I mean, David Montgomery, I think, is going to be pretty solid at running back. It's just whether or not I want to do it fields. But I guess if you're going to take the risk, you're going to take it on your second quarterback versus your first. Um, so I'm, I'm fine with it. Trevor Lawrence at QB 19, pick 140. That's a huge drop. Um, from where, you know, Justin Fields was at 18. It's 14 picks later, so it's over a full round. Um, that offense, uh, in Jacksonville, I, do we really? My question is whether or not we really want to trust that Jacksonville offense. And there's other players. There's other players that we're going to be talking about here that I'm going to have some real, real big fucking questions about. Um, defense probably still isn't up to par, so there are going to be games where he's going to be throwing. So you'd have that uh, to back up any argument that you had for Trevor Lawrence. Um, should be better with this coaching overall, I guess. What he can say is he should be better with his coaching staff. Um, it's just, I don't know. I mean, Peterson Peterson should get him to be at least competent, but I'm wondering if we shouldn't be waiting until at least year three with Trevor Lawrence. Let him kind of get situated with this offense this year. Uh, Jameis Winston at quarterback 20, 147 overall. I really, as long as that knee is fine, which apparently it is, I actually am kind of on a Jameis Winston bandwagon uh, with the New Orleans Saints. I do like the team. I do like the team overall, um, especially if Michael Thomas is is actually going to be back this year. Um, Alvin Kamara, we've heard nothing about possible suspension, so um, should be pretty good. Should be a pretty good offense. I am excited about uh, Chris Olave. I am a Chris Olave truther, so um, at Q- QB20, 147, he's kind of my ideal QB2. Um, or if you're waiting later to kind of get your quarterback and then you have kind of the backup that you can switch in and kind of just do the matchups, uh, Jameis Winston I think is going to be completely fine. Matt Ryan at QB21, 153 overall. Um Oh, actually, actually, I should tell you that Jameis has been jumping up. Now that I kind of take a look at it. Went from 20, QB 26 to QB 23, QB 21 and 20. So he's kind of tapering off a little bit. Um, but I think there's a lot of people that kind of see what I'm seeing on that one. So, yeah, just kind of keep an eye on that. But Matt Ryan with the Indianapolis Colts is going to be a heavy running team. 
Uh, Matt Ryan should be able to kind of get it done. Second quarterback, you know, he is older. It is still a decent offensive line. It's not as great as the offensive line had been uh, a couple years ago, um, but it's still fully capable of keeping Matt Ryan upright, probably better than what the Atlanta Falcons uh, offensive line had been uh, last couple of years. So Matt Ryan I'm okay with. He's not going to be sexy. should be safe, but um, not really some guy that I'm going to target. Zach Wilson, the second-year quarterback for the New York Jets at QB 22, 169 overall. He's really kind of stayed steady. He was QB 22, 21, 22, and 22. Uh, Zach Wilson does have, he has the arm talent. He does have the weapons. Uh, Defense has gotten a little bit better. Um, I don't think it's going to be completely sexy. Um, you know, nothing that's going to shut anything down. So Zach Wilson, um, I'd be okay with if he was like, say my third quarterback in a super flex. I just don't, I don't know if I really want him as a QB two. uh, Ryan Tannehill for Tennessee. I'm just going to completely skip him. Um, QB 23 pick 170 overall. Yeah. Great. Grand. Wonderful. Uh, this is Derrick Henry's team. Um, Still not truly confident about um, the pass targets here. Now you do have Robert Woods, who should be the wide receiver one for this team. Traylon Burks, uh, the rookie from Arkansas, is going to be there with Nick Westbrook, uh, Westbrook Akeen. Um, but I just, I don't know. Austin Hooper also in at tight end. I just don't know. Ryan Tannehill, I think he's, I think he's on the downward slope of his career. Now... The defense probably isn't going to do him uh, do him wrong in terms of having games where he's going to have to play, maybe play from behind a little bit, at least keep the games kind of competitive where he stays active. But just Ryan Tannehill in general, I'm just not. I just I don't really give a shit to be honest with you on him. Daniel Jones is kind of curious. Uh, for the Giants, this is the last year of his deal with them. He had uh, offensive coordinator Brian Dabble come over from uh, Buffalo to become the head coach, so they'll install that same offense. But whether or not he's going to be able to perform anywhere near what Josh Allen is, I you know you got to pump the brakes on that one. Uh, he went from QB twenty one to tw- down to twenty seven, up to twenty five, up to twenty four. Uh, to pick 171 overall. So he has been trending back up. Um, I just don't know if I'd, I'm willing to trust it, to be completely honest with you, um, this season. Now we get to our QB3s. These are going to go real quick. So uh, Mac Jones at 25, I think that's a, a person of interest. Uh, Mac Jones showed a lot as a rookie. You can only imagine... Uh, what may happen with him in year two. Uh, Jared Goff for Detroit is interesting at QB 26. Uh, makes for an interesting backup quarterback in Superflex. Carson Wentz for Washington. I'm going to stay away from. I'm just not going to trust the Carson Wentz this year. Davis Mills is a little bit interesting for Houston as that defense is still not going to be up to par. Um but he's not going to be some guy at target. Best ball, you know, you take him late. 
kind of is what it is. He will throw. He has shown, you know, he's shown his rookie year that he can kind of get the job done, which, you know, hey, surprised me. I was not very big on Davis Mills. I think he was kind of a clunky quarterback. Uh, Marcus Mariota for Atlanta at QB 29. You have kind of the running ability in there. Uh, then you got, you know, primarily backups, switch-ins. Uh, Baker Mayfield for Cleveland of uh, at QB 30. Uh, Jimmy G at 31, which if he takes the starting job, of course, he's going to jump up into up more towards, you know, the QB twos. Um, and there, and then you got Mitch Trubisky for Pittsburgh at 32. Kenny Pickett, the rookie for Pittsburgh at 33. Uh, so that's kind of like a handcuffs situation, really, uh, especially for best ball. Sam Darnold, no, no, not a QB 34. Taylor Heineke at 35, uh, no. Uh, Tyler Huntley at 36. Uh, if you have a real, real deep team, I might take a shot on Tyler Huntley, uh, and especially if you drafted Lamar Jackson. Now, this is we're talking super deep teams, all right? Like you're doing 20, round, 20 rounds of drafting, um, and you can afford to actually have him um, as the handcuff to your Lamar Jackson in case he does get hurt yet again. That's perfectly fine. Uh, the only other thing of curiosity is kind of the rookies here. Uh, you got Sam Howell of Washington. He comes in at QB 41. Uh, Malik Willis of Tennessee, QB 44. Desmond Ritter of Atlanta at QB 46. And Matt Corral uh, for Carolina at QB 47. Uh, those are going to teeter a little bit um, up and down once we get kind of closer to training camp um, and kind of get those, you kind of get the QB position battles going uh same can be said probably for kenny pickett and mitch trubisky so there's a lot to kind of like in here and there's a lot to kind of you know stay away from uh Taysom hill is still listed as a fucking quarterback in the nffc uh even though he's a tight end uh just so you know that's why i marked the tight end i marked him as a tight end because he actually is a fucking tight end um but he is at qb 45 you know, 368 overall pick. Um, so just be aware of that in NFFC. And definitely take a look at whatever site that you're actually playing on, uh, whether it be Yahoo, ESPN, uh, maybe you're playing over at Fantrax, stuff like that. I think most of them have them as a tight end now, um, which is, you know, where he should properly be. Going to the running backs, let's take a look at our top 12 here. So, in order, Jonathan Taylor at one, Christian McCaffrey moved up to two this week. Austin Eckler moved down uh, to three. Najee Harris also dropped down to four. Derrick Henry at five. Dalvin Cook at six. Joe Mixon at seven. Javante Williams at eight. DeAndre Swift at nine. Alvin Kamara moved up to 10. Saquon Barkley moved up to 11. And Leonard Fournette rounds it out at 12. He dropped uh, a couple of spaces, uh, spots. He dropped from running back 10 to running back 12. Now we'll talk here. Jonathan Taylor is going to be far and away the number one overall pick. Uh, so I don't think we need to really kind of get into him on there. Christian McCaffrey, though, jumping up to RB2, number four overall. Uh, he went from four to three to four to two. So he's kind of, you know, he's hitting his peaks and valleys right in here. 
jumped up three spots from last week. Um, but then he had, you know, from the previous week, he'd actually dropped three spots from the previous week at, at RB3. Um, Christian McCaffrey is... He's a buyer's beware, I think, at this point. Can't stay on the field whatsoever. So is he worth the risk of a top, you know, a top five pick? That's kind of the question that we need to ask ourselves. Me, personally, I am going to pass. If you beat me with Christian McCaffrey, so be it. Uh, But I don't think you're going to beat me with Christian McCaffrey. So I'll take a look, you know, farther down the list um, to see what I want to do this season. Austin Eckler at three, I think it's, it's high. It's all based off of, you know, everything from last year, very touchdown dependent. So, um, probably going to pass on Eckler, probably won't even have the shot to actually draft him. Uh, so I won't really have to worry about it, but that's what happens in some of these leagues where you actually make the playoffs every year. Um, and then based on where you finished, you know, that's where you draft. So, you know, if you win a championship or if you finish in second, third or fourth, and you're drafting at the back end of the draft, you know, you don't have to worry about these kind of things. Just kind of let it fall how it does. Just like dominoes. Just like dominoes. Uh, Najee Harris at four. I kind of, I still kind of like him at number four overall. He's going to get a heavy workload, with, especially if um, Kenny Pickett is the quarterback, so Harris is going to get a lot of work. I think he's worth it there. Derrick Henry at five uh, probably would not take him that high, but he is going at eight overall. If he fell at the back end of the draft uh, more towards, you know, like the 10 to 12 pick, then I probably would definitely consider it. Um, Eight, he's he's kind of teetering um, on that line for me right now. Dalvin Cook at RB6, I'm okay with it. Joe Mixon at 7, I'm okay with it. Javante Williams at 8. Now, there's a lot of people, I think, out there who are kind of just sitting there like, oh, well, Melvin Gordon is back. And I did I did say it, the longer that Melvin Gordon sat out on that free agent market, the more likely he was going to end up in Denver. But he is another year older. Javante Williams is has the younger le- younger legs. So it's going to be Javante Williams' backfield here. So I'm not really too worried about Melvin Gordon. Uh, would like to have him as kind of a handcuff. I think this is definitely far and away a handcuffing year. Um, so just be aware of that. And you're going to want to probably end up taking your handcuffs a little bit higher than you want to. So keep that one. Keep that one under wraps. That, we're going to put that one in our pocket and just kind of move along here. We're not going to tell people about that. DeAndre Swift at RB9. Now, that is that is an overall pick of 15. So that's a early second-round pick. I love DeAndre Swift. It's just whether or not he can stay healthy. Uh, that kind of concerns me there. Um, but, I mean, if you're telling me that you're going to take DeAndre Swift at – I'm sorry, if you're going to take Christian McCaffrey at, say, 4 overall, and I'm going to take DeAndre Swift at 15 overall instead – I would much rather have my risk be in DeAndre Swift than I would have it at being Christian McCaffrey. Alvin Kamara comes in at RB10, number 16 overall, so that's a heavy, heavy drop for him. Uh, even with uh, that, what the hell did he have last year? It was like a shoulder or something. He had an injury coming into training camp or whatnot, but um, that's an even bigger drop with a healthy Kamara. 
Now, I don't know if that has anything to do with, you know, the suspension that was kind of lingering about. Um, but it, like I said, I haven't heard anything on it. There hasn't been any prosecution on it. So um, I'm moving forward as he's going to actually have a full season. So Alvin Kamara at 16 overall, I am perfectly fine with it. Saquon Barkley at RB11. Now, this has been the trend now with Barkley. So RB15, overall pick 31. RB14, overall pick 24. RB14, overall pick 25. And now RB11 at overall pick 20. So he has been moving up. I don't think, I don't know that that gets up any higher, to be honest with you. I think that's probably where his peak is. Um, at the number 20 spot. So Saquon Barkley, you're going to take the risk on him. <laughs> Be a really good offense for him. If it does, they did make some improvements on offense and the line. Now, these were actual improvements that, you know, I, <laughs> that I haven't seen the Giants actually make in the last couple of years. Um, it's kind of funny, too, because there's still places that have Evan Neal listed as a right tackle, and then Andrew Thomas at the left tackle spot. And I get it that Andrew Thomas finished as your left tackle over there, but like I said, you don't take you don't take a tackle at the seventh overall pick to be your right tackle. You take him to be your fucking left tackle. So Evan Neal is the left tackle, John Feliciano, Max Garcia, Mark Lewinsky, and Andrew Thomas. This is their best offensive line in probably the last 10 years, to be completely honest. So uh, say if you're Gonna give me Saquon in there at the end of the second round. I'm probably gonna jump on it. Leonard Fournette then finishes off the RB ones at RB twelve, twenty first overall pick. I still think this is a little high. Older running back, um, getting towards the end of his you know you know viability as a as a starting uh, running back in the league. So I'm going to be very careful with that, and I would tell you to tread lightly. Um, if you do end up getting Leonard Fournette, again, handcuff, handcuff, handcuff. Same with Barkley. Same with Swift, right? Let's make this a trend for us this year. Handcuff, handcuff, handcuff. Secure your backfields this year. Aaron Jones comes in at RB13, and we go like this. Nick Chubb, RB14. Man, this is a drop from last year. Cam Akers at 15. James Conner at 16. Brees Hall, the rookie for the Jets, at 17. David Montgomery at 18. Travis Etienne at 19. Josh Jacobs at 20. J.K. Dobbins at 21. Ezekiel Elliott at 22. Antonio Gibson at 23. Elijah Mitchell at 24. This, my friends, is a real, real nice pocket for running backs. So if you're thinking of taking wide receiver early, which I'm more inclined than ever this year to do, you got a real nice crop of running backs here. Um, Aaron Jones comes in at overall pick 22. Nick Chubb at overall pick 24. 24. Cam Akers at 26. James Conner at pick 28. Brees Hall at pick 34. That's the end of the third round. David Montgomery at 39. That's a fourth round. 
He finishes an RB2. Tell me I get an RB2 in the fourth round? I'm fine with it. ETN is a... I like him. He's at pick 40. But I still don't know if I can trust him. I know he had the, he had the Liz Frank. That's what worries me, coming off of that. If it was a year removed, you know, so next year in 2023, I'd probably be on ETN right now. Right now, I have my reservations. He's moved up, though, too, because he went from RB24 to 22 to 23 to 19. So he's trending back up. A lot of talk about ETN. This one is... This one is really the fantasy community-driven one, is ETN. The guy that we need to really be talking about is the next guy from Las Vegas. And that's Josh Jacobs at RB20, pick 41 overall. You can have your ETN. I'm going to take my Josh Jacobs. And yes, the Raiders did draft a couple of running backs in Samir White and, Brit- and Britton Brown. Not really too worried about it. Zamir White will, he's going to hurt a little bit at, say, the goal line type work, but Josh Jacobs has never really been a big touchdown guy anyways. So the fact that you can get, that Josh Jacobs you know, has been finishing as, say, an RB2 and not getting the touchdowns, he's been getting a lot of work. He's kind of, he's David Montgomery. He is David Montgomery. So at pick 41, I'll be more than happy to take Josh Jacobs. J.K. Dobbins has been kind of sitting at RB21, uh, pick 43 for the last three weeks. It's kind of where he's falling into. Still don't really have a lot of information about him coming uh, him coming back from the knee injury. But it's kind of funny that J.K. Dobbins is sitting there. But I believe, if I am not mistaken, Gus Edwards has been kind of dropping. Um, I'm just going to skip down here because we're going to only go really through the RB3s and then kind of look at pockets here. But uh, Gus Edwards, RB54, pick 163. Uh, Let's see, the last couple of weeks he was RB53, 159, so he did drop. Uh, He was RB56 at 180, so he did come up. Come up and he came back down. And then 56 and 160. So he's sitting right at the end, right at the end. Right at the end of your draft. So, still don't know about his knee injury either. Um, the thing that really worried me, I believe I talked about this one, was, you know, they brought in Mike Davis. Yeah, great. You know, I'm not high on Mike Davis either. Um, but the fact that they actually felt the need to bring in Mike Davis, and that was actually after the draft, after they had drafted Tyler Beatty. Um, who, by the way, Tyler Beatty is not going to be the guy that's going to be fighting to be the primary backup for J.K. Dobbins. He's too small. He's fighting He's fighting to replace Justice Hill. So keep that in mind. Tyler Beatty is not your backup for J.K. Dobbins. Mike Davis is if Gus Edwards can't go. So be fully aware of that. That's why I put out that draft guide, so you can kind of take a look at the player itself and you can kind of make your own decisions and not really rely on some of the false information, the false narratives that kind of come out um, from the the nether regions of the community. So don't just don't fall on don't fall into that Tyler Beatty trap. 
I mean, if you want to take him in best ball real late in drafts, okay. I'd be all right with it. But as far as in your regular drafts, the ones that you're going to be doing here in August, I just stay away from it. Just block it out. Zeke Elliott at RB22 at pick 44. That's a fucking steal, dude. And I know, I know he's been kind of banged up the last couple of years, but you've been taking him as an RB1 in the first, you know, maybe late second round. Now you're getting him in the fourth round. I'll, I'll take it all day. I'll take it all day. I will take two running back. I will, I will take my wide receivers early and take two running backs if they're in that late in the drafts. I just will. It's just, why wouldn't you? It's a smart thing to do. Antonio Gibson, RB23, pick 46. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Robinson got drafted. Um, <laughs> I got to go over here. You know, J.D. McKissick is back. But I, you're telling me that Antonio Gibson is, still isn't the best running back on that team? You're out of your fucking mind. I'll take him. I'll, I will take him at that deep discount. Elijah Mitchell at uh, running back 24, pick 53. Now, I have a little bit of reservations, but because of how late he's going, um, I'm fine selecting him. Now, the guy that I would I would get would be Tyrion Davis-Price, the running back from LSU. I would probably skip out on Jeffrey Wilson altogether. The pairing is going to be Elijah Mitchell and Davis Price. Just flat out. That's who it's going to be. So Davis Price, uh, definite handcuff here. Let's see where he's going right now. RB60, 191. Super late in your draft. Nobody's going to pick him up. They'll get Jeff Wilson. You'll have the guy go, <laughs> get your fucking handcuff. Take the rookie. Take the rookie. Unless, of course, we get in the training camp. We get to see him, and he's just absolutely horseshit. Then maybe you just pass on it. Um, let's just do our RB threes here for right now. Uh, Kenneth Walker the third, Seattle, uh, the rookie for Seattle, twenty at RB twenty five, number sixty five overall. I'm okay with it. Uh, actually, no, I'm not. I'm not okay with it because you have Rashad Penny at RB thirty and pick eighty five. So I might actually say screw the rookie and take Rashad Penny. I will take that discount. I will take that two-round discount right there. Uh, A.J. Dillon, RB26 at 69. It's a little high. It's a little high. Um, but I might be willing to take. I might be willing to pay the price on there, but I would rather have A.J. Dillon be my third running back um, versus, you know, the number two. So... It kind of depends on the makeup of my team. Damian Harris at RB27, 77 overall. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about that. That's an RB that's an RB2. That's an RB2 at what? Round eight? Fucking ridiculous. That is ridiculous. No, he's rounds he's rounds. He's round seven. That's still round seven. That's back end of round seven. I'll take Damian Harris there. Fuck yeah, I will. Even with the injury history. Might not want him as an RB2. I, well, at that point, you could just take him as an RB3. but Because I think it's a little bit too high risk to just take one running back um, before this point of your draft and then wait. But, I mean, you could take... You could take... 
AJ Dillon. I guess you could take AJ Dillon and then they could take Damian Harris. Could take Clyde Edwards Alaire too. RB twenty eight at eighty two. Devin Singletary. Hmm. Devin Singletary at RB twenty nine at eighty three. Okay. Rashad Penny, but I mean if you got Rashad Penny. If you got Kenneth Walker and then you got Rashad Penny, I'd be okay with it. If you handcuffed it. RB thirty, eighty five. Miles Sanders, nope, nope. Nope, I am not taking a Philadelphia running back. You can go fuck yourselves at this point. RB thirty one eighty six. Tony Pollard, RB thirty two at ninety one. That's a hell of a price to pay for the handcuff. Um, for Zeke Elliott, Kareem Hunt though at thirty three at ninety two overall. That's interesting. That one's interesting. Uh, I'm not falling into this Corderell Patterson trap for year two in this Atlanta offense. Uh, RB thirty four ninety eight overall. Chase Edmonds in Miami, nope, nope, nope. I'm not doing that Miami backfield either. Not doing a Miami backfield. I'm just not. Unless unless you get five injuries in that in that backfield, I'm not fucking touching it. Uh, RB 35, 99 overall. And then last, but certainly not least, for your RB3s, you got Michael Carter. RB 36, 101 overall. Carter is still going to be valuable. Um especially if you need to handcuff you're going to want to handcuff your rookie and then have Michael Carter kind of follow it up in there. Uh let's see some interesting ones here. So you got James Cook uh RB 37 102 overall, Ramondre Stevenson 38 107, Gordon at 39 109. Uh, these are going to be kind of like your handcuff guys that you're going to want. Isaiah Spiller, the rookie for Chargers, he will be the backup for Eckler. So RB forty one 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 at pick one eleven. Alexander Madison forty one at one sixteen. Um, Ronald Jones, I have some curiosity, but I'm not really big for Kansas City forty two at one eighteen. Uh, Damian Pierce is going to be interesting if you want to take a stab on a running back. Uh, the rookie running back for Houston, uh, RB43 at 122. And he could finish as an RB2, maybe a high-end RB, uh, low-end RB2, a high-end RB3. Um, that's your kid that, there's been some talk on there, but they haven't really been driving up his price. He's been sitting right around that same area for last four weeks since he's been drafted, which is kind of a surprise. Daryl Henderson for the Rams. Uh, there's no Sonny Michelle there, so I think you can definitely say that he's the handcuff there. Uh, RB44 at 123. I do like Rashad White should end up becoming Leonard Fournette's uh, handcuff. RB45, 124. Naheem Hines, I have some interest because Matt Ryan's at quarterback. He will throw them in the running back. Uh, we saw that with Corderell Patterson, uh, a, you know, a wide receiver playing running back. Uh, RB46, 132. No interest in Gainwell. No interest in James Robinson. Not. Just not. Jenny McKissick, skip. Khalil Herbert, yeah, I want to have him handcuffed for uh, David Montgomery. RB50, 146. Tyler Algier, who I do like for Atlanta. RB51, 148, if you want to take a stab on him. Uh, late, go ahead on there. Uh, Jamal Williams in Detroit, uh, problem with DeAndre Swift is that Jamal Williams would be the proper handcuff, but Jamal Williams also has not been able to stay healthy. 
So I don't know if I can handcuff it. I might just say fuck it and not handcuff it. Um, or grab one of the other, the other guys, you know, um, like a Craig Reynolds, uh, Godwin, Igwabuki. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. I forgot. I forgot how to say it. Um, or Jamar Jefferson, whoever comes out in there. Um, I'm probably more than likely going to grab one of those guys. I honestly, here's why I say I'm not doing Miami backfield because they sort of kind of have some love for Sony Michelle in Miami at RB 53, 162, but I just don't know if I can trust it, to be honest. Uh, we talked about Gus Edwards. Uh, here we go. Here's a backup that I want you to circle. Daryl Williams, who played for Kansas City the last couple of years, he is now in Arizona. He should be the primary backup for James Conner. RB55-167. That's a guy that you're going to want to circle. That's a guy that I think instead of going after James Conner early, I would take Daryl Williams late. Uh, Raheem Mostert, no. Marlon Mack, no. Donta Foreman in Carolina, kind of like him. I think he's actually going to be the right handcuff for uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey, not Chuba Hubbard. Sorry. 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 Uh, Brian Robinson Jr., he should be the handcuff for Antonio Gibson, 50 at RB59-185. So all these guys are going to be guys just late in the draft. We'll just say that, okay? So uh, Brian Robinson I have interest in. Tyrion uh, Davis-Price in San Francisco talked about it. I like him. I do like Zamir White rather than Kenyon Drake. They're kind of going back-to-back at 61 and 62, so I think that's fine. Uh, Dearness Johnson still... The best of my knowledge has still not signed a fucking contract um, with Cleveland. Still has not signed that restricted free agent tender. Now I could be wrong. I'm going to take a look here at something real quick. Let's see here. Oh, he did. He did. Yeah, he signed a didn't he? Didn't you, you little son of a bitch? I am going back through the depth charts. Um, I'm going back through the depth charts and kind of looking through everything and redoing everything. Um, hmm, he still doesn't have anything on him. Um, do, 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 do. Here we go. Did he sign? We go to spool track. Oh, he did. He did. He got the one-year deal, didn't he? 2.4. Okay. So we definitely know that he's back there. So that is going to kill off. That is going to kill my love for Jeremy Ford. Don't like Jeremy Ford nearly as much anymore for your rookie drafts. That Demi- hey, how did how did that Dimitri Dimitri Felton uh, uh, pick go for everybody last year? By the way, oh wait, we didn't do it. Oh, that's right because we're not stupid. We're not stupid. Fucking idiots last year. Dimitri Felton, you gotta have him. Oh no, he's gonna be running out of the slot. Anytime you hear that a running back's gonna be running out of the slot, you can just fucking fade that guy. 
All right, so Cleveland, we got him in there. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I think they're, what, by week 13? No, by week 9, that's right. Okay. Well, at least now I got that settled. Uh, Chris Carson, do not draft him whatsoever. Hassan Haskins, I think it's going to be the primary backup. We're going to pay keep paying attention to that. Uh, Pierre Strong, I'm not on this year for New England. That's a rookie. Uh, James White, no. Kyron Williams for the L.A. Raiders. <laughs> Raiders. Rams. Um, I have some interest in Dynasty. That's about it. P. Ryan, uh, primary backup for uh, Mixon. Sermon, no. Gaskin, no. He's finally fucking done. Thank God. Keontae Ingram, fuck you. I told you he is not going to be the primary backup. Uh, now we have Daryl Williams there. So that pretty much kicked him out. Chuba Hubbard moves to third. Mark Ingram is interesting. That's your handcuff for Kamara, and he is at RB74. I don't know why. I do not know why. Boston Scott, no. Damian Williams in Atlanta, no. Snoop Connor, I have some interest in Jacksonville. Um, pay attention to the James Robinson injury. That was the Achilles. Um, now, I do have Snoop Connor as kind of being fourth in line. Behind Travis Etienne, Snoop Connor can easily go right in between Travis Etienne and James Robinson as the primary backup there. Uh, so pay attention to that. Keyshawn Vaughn, no. Abram Smith, no. Uh, it's a rookie for New Orleans. Matt Breida, no. Rex Burkhead, mm, no. I'd probably just skip it. Uh, Devontae Booker, who's not even on a fucking team. That's pretty much it. There's nothing... Oh, I love the love for Isaiah Pacheco. That's the kid that I said uh, jukes everybody out of their fucking gym shorts, jukes out pieces of garbage floating around on the field. Um, yeah, he sucks. Uh, Gio, no. Zach, no. Jeremy Ford, no. Yeah, that's pretty much it for running backs. Man, this episode's going to run long. Oh, my God. Don't let this episode run long. Um, we're going to skip right ahead to the wide receivers. Um, so here's your wide receiver ones. So Cooper Cup at one, at, at one, Justin Jefferson at two, Jamar Chase at three, Devontae Adams at four. I think that's all completely fair. Um, Stephon Diggs at five. He moved up one. C.D. Lamb moved down one to wide receiver six. Debo Samuel at 7. Uh, I don't know if I like it. Uh, Tyreek Hill at 8. I think it's too expensive um, in that offense. That's going to get spread around a lot. He should be the primary one, but you're not just going to throw Jalen Waddle away. And In fact, it shows in the ADP as well. Uh, Mike Evans at 9 at 27 overall. I like, I like it a lot. Um, he will probably drop in most drafts just because of his age. Um, so I will take the discount. He'll probably slip. Um, he's going to slip back to about the three, four turn. That's going to, that's kind of my estimation. Cause you know, you know, most of your drafts always, you know, your home drafts and stuff. Cause that's the ones that we really kind of talk about more, um, are usually all running back heavy, no matter how many people, you know, Grab their magazines, you know, subscribe to a site, uh, listen to Sirius XM. They all grab them fucking running backs so fucking early um, that your wide receivers drop. So Mike Evans is definitely going to be a guy that's going to be dropping in your home leagues. 
Uh, A.J. Brown at wide receiver 10, 29 uh, overall, I think it's going to go back up. He should be in the third round. If not, he, he may end up. There's a lot of people that love A.J. Brown, so he ends up at like the closer to like the 2-3 turn. Uh, Keenan Allen at wide receiver 11, uh, pick 30 overall. He's still at a deep discount. I don't mind it. He's another one that um, you're going to be able to sometimes see around your 3-4 turn in the fourth round. A lot of people kind of fall off on Keenan Allen, but especially if you're in full point PPR, he's a guy that I'm always interested in. Uh, T. Higgins comes in at wide receiver 12. Uh, so we're talking Joe Burrow with two two wide receivers that are considered wide receiver ones right now. Um, pick 31. So that mean if, if you really truly believe that Jamar Chase is the number three overall and T. Higgins is at 12, uh, Joe Burrow is a hell of a discount at QB4 at pick 50. So that's a really, really good selection in there um, if you believe the wide receiver hype here, okay? Um, that, that's just something that you kind of got to have, you kind of got to look at. Um, and then that's going to explain why I kind of he- get hesitant about Tua is that when we get into the wide receiver twos here, you got Jalen Waddle at wide receiver number 13. So Tua is supposedly has wide receiver eight and wide receiver 13, but yet Tua is sitting at QB 17. So if we really think that that offense is going to take off, right, under the new head coach, the offensive mind in San Francisco, two is a hell of a discount at, at QB 17. And it's probably worth the risk. I would probably fade Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and just take Tua, to be completely honest with you, in a super flex. If you're telling me I can get Jalen Waddle though, now he's at pick 32. If that dropped past the three-four turn, if he dropped in the fourth round, I would take Waddle all day every day. But then you have Deontay Johnson at wide receiver 14. I'm all right with it. Uh, Michael Pittman at wide receiver 15, so 38 overall. Chris Godwin, who is still not back from his knee injury, wide receiver 16 at 42. I need to see. I need to see more proof that he'd be ready to go. Um, but that injury happened late in the season, so I would be skeptical as shit. Uh, Terry McLaurin at seventeen forty-five overall. Terry McLaurin is a guy we want to circle. He's fighting for a contract. I hope they don't give it to him before the season. But uh, Terry McLaurin is probably this year's like Michael Pittman. Where you're kind of getting them, you're getting them kind of late, especially late in the fourth round like that. Uh, Terry McLaurin was a guy that was going anywhere around the two three turn. So sometimes he was going in, at the end of the second round, sometimes he's going at the uh, beginning of the third. So I kind of like I kind of like that spot. Uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown, wide receiver, eighteen at forty seven. I still think is it's too high. That's four rounds higher than what he was being drafted as pretty much the wide receiver one in Baltimore. And you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me that he's going to make up all of that, that difference 
He has to make up all that difference while DeAndre Hopkins is not on the field. Because once DeAndre Hopkins gets back, that goes away. I don't care. I don't care what anybody says about Marquise Brown and Kyler Murray being bros in college and all that shit. DeAndre Hopkins is the alpha dog. So when he gets back for that six-game suspension, a lot of that is going away. So if you're drafting him that high, he's getting a lot of it in the early ones. Now, you could take him there. You could try and trade him. I mean, we do talk about that, but that's a risk. It's a risk if you're doing it just to trade him later. Uh, DK Metcalf at wide receiver 1948. Talent is there. Talent is there and is enough to warrant him at the end of the fourth round, maybe into a fifth round. Uh, so I would probably take a shot on DK Metcalf. He's not going to be my top-end wide receiver. He might be my wide receiver three for all I know, um, depending upon how I draft. Mike Williams for the Chargers, wide receiver 20 at 49. Overall, he got paid. Uh, he's pretty good. He's pretty good when he's on the field. So I do kind of like that spot there. DJ Moore at 21, fifth and 51 overall. I have my reservations about what's going on in the quarterback position. I'll be a lot more comfortable once I, once we know what's going on. I would actually probably like the rookie more um, if, you know, if Matt Corral was starting over, over Sam Darnold with DJ Moore, just to be completely honest with you. I think there's more ups, and I know I'm going to use this overused term, uh, there's more upside with Matt Corral, in my opinion, than there is with Sam Darnold. I just think that. I, but I'm a Matt Corral guy, so nothing I can say. Amari uh, Cooper, the number one in Cleveland, number 22, or wide receiver 22, 52 overall. I like Cooper. He's a guy that I will be targeting in that spot in there. I do like Allen Robinson at 23 with at overall 56 uh, with Matt Stafford now. So you have, you have an actual, this is like the best quarterback that he's ever fucking played with. And that's not even joking around. So Allen Robinson um, would be a guy that I would definitely take a look at here. Now, Cooper Cup is definitely going to be the number one. But you're talking about a wide receiver one and a wide receiver 23 versus, like, say, Jamar Chase, where he's a wide receiver three and T. Higgins is a wide receiver 12. So you're getting a hell of a discount. You are getting, what, two full rounds, two full rounds of value on T. Higgins to Allen Robinson as being a, a team's number two wide receiver. So they're going to throw the ball. I don't I don't give a shit when anybody says they're going to throw that ball. Amon Ross St. Brown, 24, wide receiver 24 at 57 overall. Uh, I think that is too high, uh, especially with all the passing targets coming back. Um so Amon Ross St. Brown I'm probably going to go ahead and skip unless, you know, he starts. We start seeing him dropping, um, which right now everybody's trying to be the Amon Ra St. Brown whisperer and say that no, 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 no. <laughs> there's no way that the return of T.J. Hawkinson, uh, there's no way that the rookie Jamison Williams, uh, there's no way that, uh, oh, God, D.J. Chark, um are going to you know work their way in there and screw that up. There's no way. No, no way at all. Douchebags, come on. 
Uh, Gabriel Davis, uh, we're going to go through the wide receiver threes and then kind of go through some guys that I like. Uh, Gabriel Davis, wide receiver 25 at pick 60. I like that pick a lot. Um, he's going to step into a starter's role. He's going to get it. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, Jamison Crowder is going to take away in that slot because Josh Allen threw X amount of times into the slot. Okay, well, Gabriel Davis also lines up in the slot from time to time. So, I mean, what do you want me to do? I'm just basically telling you Gabriel Davis is a high-end wide receiver, too, on his team. Uh, He's going to be the second primary target. Uh, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton come in at wide receiver 26 and 27. It's okay. Take your pick. If I'm going to... I still think Jerry Judy's probably the guy coming out of the slot, but uh, I do kind of have some love for Cortland Sutton. Uh, both are going to have their best quarterbacks uh, playing for him in Russell Wilson since they came into the league. So pick your poison there. Whichever one you like, I'm probably pretty fine with. Um, although we could check strength the schedule and do that, but that's not coming up until later this week. DeAndre Hopkins with the six-game suspension has fallen down to wide receiver 28, but it's kind of funny because he went from 28 to 32. Uh, up to 26 and a little bit back down to 28. So you're getting a hell of a discount with the six-game suspension, but I still want him to drop farther, uh, but I doubt it's going to happen. So you're going to have to pay that price probably somewhere right around there for Hopkins services. Uh, Darnell Mooney at 29, 64 overall. I like that. I like him there. Uh, Brandon Cooks is a value at wide receiver 30, uh, number uh 66 overall. He's always a value every fucking year. So get yourself some Brandon Cooks. Uh, Elijah Moore for the Jets at 3167. Eh, no, I probably not. Yeah, I might. If I lost out on Brandon Cooks, I might take a shot on Elijah Moore there. But I'd rather have him drop a little bit farther. Um, injury speculation from league mates can drop him down. Uh, just based on what happened last year. So if he drops another round later, I'm probably more than likely going to hop on it. Juju Smith-Schuster at 32, uh, 68 overall. I don't care. I'm not a, I'm not a Smith-Schuster guy, so um, I don't even care for him that much in the Chiefs offense. Hunter Renfro, though, at 33, 72 overall. That's a guy that we can grab, especially in full-point PPR. Um, Michael Thomas at 34, 73. As long as he plays, I'd be okay with it there. Uh, Adam Thielen getting another big discount on him this year. He just keeps dropping now because he's getting older. Uh, Wide receiver 35 at 76 overall. I'm fine with it there, as is... Uh, I'm fine with Rashad Bateman at wide receiver 36 at 79 overall. Perfectly fine with it. Uh, So now we get the wide receiver fours. Let's kind of take a look and see if I like these guys at where they're being drafted. Traylon Burks, uh, 84 overall. No, probably passing on that. Defonte Smith, though, at 87 overall for Philly. Yes. Uh, Brandon Ayuk at 88 overall. Yes, I'm kind of into it. Lockett, Tyler Lockett at 90 overall. Yes, Russell Gage at 94 overall. Maybe. 
Maybe. Depends on Godwin. If Godwin, what the, what the time frame for Godwin coming back? Um, probably the guy, you know, it, the longer they think he might be out, the more interest I'd have in Russell Gage. But you could see his price point actually go up. Uh, Drake London at 95 overall. Yes, the rookie for Atlanta. I would be in on that. Robert Woods at 103. Yes. Christian Kirk for Jacksonville, 105. No. Sky Moore, the rookie for Kansas City at 106. Yes, but I do have to say I like McCall Hardman better at 144 overall. Um, a lot of people are gonna, just going to hop on the new, you know, the new shiny toy, the rookie in Sky Moore. Um, my argument is that McCall Hardman um, has been in this offense his whole NFL career. Uh, so he knows the offense more. He knows it better than Sky Moore. He knows it better than Juju Smith-Schuster. He knows it better than Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So the guy that I would hop on would actually be McCole Hardman as being the guy that kind of gets the job done for Kansas City this year. Uh, the rookie Garrett Wilson for the Jets at 110. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Kadarius Tony at 113. Hmm... From what I've been hearing, Kadarius Tony actually has been doing a pretty good job this offseason. So at the 113 overall, I'm okay with it. Uh, Chase Claypool at 114, maybe. Chris Olave at 115, yes. Alan Lazard at 119, maybe. Rondell Moore at 120, no. Tyler Boyd at 121, yes. Michael Gallup at 127, maybe. Christian Watson for Green Bay at 129, maybe. Kenny Galladay at 130 for the New York Giants, yes. That is wide receiver 55. I would probably hop on all the Kenny Galladay shares that I could, to be completely honest with you. You're getting two rounds, you're getting two rounds of value off of Kadarius Tony as well, and Kenny Galladay should be the wide receiver one there. Uh, Jamison Williams, a rookie for Detroit at 133, maybe. DJ Charks there at 135. Maybe I'd probably go with the rookie before I'd ever go with DJ Shark. To be honest with you, I do like DJ Shark, but I think the time has passed by. Let's see, Jarvis Landry one forty-five, meh. Tim Patrick at one fifty, meh. Uh, James Crowder, Jacoby Myers at one fifty-two, meh. Devontae Parker, no. Van Jefferson, no. George Pickens at one fifty-eight. No, Jahan Johnson, uh, Jahan Dotson at one sixty one. Yes, I would take a look at him. Corey Davis at one sixty five uh, for the New York Jets, wide receiver sixty eight. Yes, you will hop all over that. Corey, da uh, Corey Davis, right there. That is your huge value. He's going to end up being your high end wide receiver three, maybe a low end wide receiver two. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I'm not dead yet at one sixty six. Okay. Osborne, KJ Osborne, no. Josh Palmer, uh, no. David Bell, no. Jalen Tolbert, no. Kendrick Moore, no. Alec Pierce for Indianapolis at 188, maybe. Maybe. These are the guys way at your back, way at your back end. You might not even see these guys get drafted. Mm, no, 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 no. I think that's about it. Um, stay away from Wondell Robinson. He's just the new Kadarius Tony, but he's a little bit smaller. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah, there's nothing else really in here. 
nobody else in here that I really want anybody to focus on. So we're going to pass. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, pay attention to Atlanta. There is a guy, Auden Tate, down here. He's wide receiver 109 at 327, so let's just not even focus on that. Um, just the fact that he would be at the very, very back end of your draft. Pay attention to that Atlanta wide receiving core. There's going to be some kind of value coming out of there outside of Drake London. So, All right. So we're going to move on to tight ends here. Uh We'll go through tight end ones and tight end twos, and then guys to kind of watch. So Travis Kelsey at one, at pick 13. Uh, Mark Andrews at tight end two, at pick 19. Kind of like Andrews, but I don't know that Andrews is going to really excel more than what he did last year. So I'm going to be careful with that. Um. Kyle Pitts at tight end three at pick 37. That one I'd be interested in. And then Atlanta offense. Um, Mariota, Mariota will utilize him. They're going to split him out just like usual, just like they did last year um, when he's a rookie. So he gets another year in this offense. He should be pretty, pretty good. He should actually be the number one target for that offense. So um, Kyle Pitts I'm okay with if you want to take him early. Um, I do think a lot of people are going to let him drop, and they're going to focus on George Kittle at four, Darren Waller at five, um, at the very least, probably before Kyle Pitts. Uh, savvier drafters may reach up on him, but fourth round for Kyle Pitts, it's going to be it's it's all going to be draft dependent. The better the drafters, the higher he's going to go. So just kind of be careful with it. TJ Hawkinson at tight end six at pick 74. I don't hate it. Uh, Dalton Schultz at, at seven, 75th overall. I'm slowing my roll on that one. I'm backing away from Dalton Schultz. I like Dalton Schultz. Uh, I'm just not going to draft Dalton Schultz that high. Dallas Goddard now, though, at tight end eight at pick 89. That one I have a lot of interest in. Zach Ertz at 9, overall pick 100. I think Zach Ertz is probably the better pick than Marquise Brown um, in this offense with Kyler Murray. I'd almost guarantee you that he he's the guy that gets the touchdowns. So Zach Ertz is a guy that I'm, I'm going to be interested in. Interested in. Uh, Dawson Knox at tight end 10. Uh, 108 overall. I have some interest in it, but I'm more lukewarm than a lot of the industry people uh, who are going to get fooled into all the the touchdowns that he had gotten uh, on basically Josh Allen's scramble drills. Uh, Pat Fryermuth at tight end 11, at pick 117 overall. I'm fi- uh, very fine with it. Uh, Rob Gronkowski has been seen working out, so it looks like he should be back for Tampa Bay this season. Uh, so, you know, drafters really haven't stayed away from him. He's tight end 12 at pick 128. If you're telling me that you're going to get him at the end of, uh, the 10th round, if not the 11th round, I'll take all the Rob Gronkowski shares I can. I will assume all that injury risk. All right. So now here's your tight end twos. Mike Gazicki at tight end 13, 131 overall. I'm staying away from it. Fuck it. I'm done with it. Uh, Irv Smith. For Minnesota is tight end 14 at 138. Some interest there. Um, just 
maybe as a tight end too. It, I'm not waiting and taking him as a as my uh, sleeper tight end one. Albert O for Denver at tight end 15, 139. I am kind of shying away from it a little bit, but the thing that keeps drawing me back is that Russell Wilson does like his tight ends, so um, he is in play, but he has to stay on the fucking field too. Kind of like Cole Komet at tight end 16, 142 overall. Uh, Hunter Henry, I don't know if we, we probably will see a little bit of, of uh, touchdown regression from him comes in tight end 17 143 overall Noah Fant for Seattle tight end 18 155 I'm okay with it as second tight end uh Tyler Higby for the LA Rams at tight end 19 and 159 I like that uh David Njoku now that he's signed an extension now I do this one where it goes Sunday through Saturday so he signed that extension right at the last minute of uh uh, drafts for the week. So David Njoku at tight end 2160. He's probably going to come up. Uh, he'll probably be up a little bit more, though, you know, where like Cole Komet is or whatnot. But he is sneaky. He is really sneaky. They paid him a shit ton of money. They paid him a shit ton of money, and he is definitely far and away the best tight end that Deshaun Watson is going to play with. So, I mean, if Deshaun Watson only gets like a four game suspension, oof. David Njoku to the moon. Uh, Gerald Everett uh, for the Chargers. I got him. at He's at tight end 21, 182 overall. He's okay. I think he's more matchup dependent, though. That's what sucks. Uh, Evan Ingram at 22, 187. No, no. Even at that price, I'd never do Evan Ingram again. Uh, Logan Thomas for Washington, tight end 23, 195. Nah, I got to see what happens with him coming back. Um, and then Robert Tunyon at tight end 24 and 198. I'm not going to get cute. I'm not going to get real cute with that one. I uh, do have some love for some of these guys. Let's see here. Do I have Do I have any love for any of these guys? Should be actually be the question. I uh, do have a little bit of love for Hayden Hurst in Cincinnati. Uh, he's at tight end 26. Uh, most of these guys are undraftable in regular leagues, though. Uh, so, guys, that I'm looking at, if Rob Gronkowski doesn't sign, I will still look at Cameron Braid. He's 10 and 33. Um, but you know, as soon as Rob, as soon as Gronk signs, uh, Cameron Braid becomes null and void. Um, I, Ricky Seals Jones, he's gonna be a guy that we're gonna look at for the Giants at tight end 36. He'll be, we'll look at him for DFS. Um. don't think I'm looking at any of these rookies. Nope. Nope. Not even looking at Dan Arnold for Jacksonville. Not even. Not even. Evan Ingram. Oh, God, Evan Ingram pisses me off. So I think we're good there. Let's take a look at our defenses. Here's your... I'm just going to give you your top 12 defenses. So your defensive ones, if you will. Uh, Buffalo Bills stayed at number one. Indianapolis Colts moved up from three to two. Uh, New England Patriots moved up from four to three. Tampa Bay Buccaneers dropped from two to four. So a little bit of a drop there. L.A. Rams stayed solid at five. Dallas Cowboys stayed solid at six. San Francisco 49ers stayed at seven. Denver Broncos stayed at eight. Chargers moved up from 13 to nine. 
Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers moved up from 11 to 10. Green Bay Packers moved down from 10 to 11. And then rounding up the 12, the Miami Dolphins dropped from defense number 9 to defense number 12. Oof, 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 oof. Anybody fall out of the top 12? No, the top 12, top 12 has been the same teams. So, oh, no, 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 no. Saints actually dropped out. They went from 12 to 13. I think that's a mistake. Um, they shouldn't have fallen out with, of the uh, defensive ones. So, um, yes, we're going to save that. But that's it. I mean, that's that's your ADP for right now. We'll We'll talk about this stuff. You know, at least once a week. So, uh, but I, what I want to do for the rest of the week is I want to kind of get into the strength of schedule chart. We'll take a look at it. We'll take a look at their actual schedule and see if we agree um, that those teams, you know, do have that strength of schedule. So it'll be fun. Um, we're going to only handle as many teams as we can within like an hour's time. So this is going to probably stretch out you know, for at least three episodes, maybe, maybe a fourth. Um, I'd like to have it all done this week though. Um, I actually kind of want to do a write up on it too. So we'll see if that happens. Um, but I am getting working on the DFS spreadsheets, trying to get them all settled out. Uh, so I don't really have to worry about them. And then, you know what it is, it's working on the draft guide. So a lot of stuff to get done. Short amount of time to do it. Yeah, you can say I got three months until the season, but fuck that. The sooner this shit gets done, the better. Then we can all have fun and win money together. All right, guys. Have a good one. I will talk to you soon. Peace.